Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Nils Vinya. Nils, thank you so much for joining us. You are the founder and CEO of 30dayleadership.com. You are a, uh, a CEO and leadership coach. And Nils, I also want to say thank you because Nils, you are actually our, our premier, our numero one, our very first uh, forever for this podcast to have actually sponsored this episode. And I just want to say thank you so much as a content creator uh, for doing so. Now, all that really means is this, the episode's going to be a little bit longer. We were able to kind of move you up in the queue a little bit. And, and based on the content that you share, perfect. I mean, just absolutely perfect because you work with a B2B audience and I'm so excited to get into the content that we're going to be talking about today. So Nils, again, thank you for joining us and thank you so much for, for, for supporting the show as well. Uh, my pleasure, Josh. Uh, excited to be here. Honored to be the very first one to sponsor an episode. I saw the opportunity. I love the package that you put together. And I said, how could I say no to that? I'm I'm somebody who loves to take the fast track. I will always trade time for money in order to get something in advance as opposed to waiting, you know, getting it for free and waiting six months. That just doesn't really fit with me. And We'll get into lots of how that has permeated yeah. through all parts of my life and business, but honored to be number one. You know, it's kind of like um, we live in Orlando, Florida. So my my wife and I, my kids are older. They don't like going to Disney as much anymore. Yeah. But, <laughs> but my wife and I love going to Disney World all the time. And Disney instituted kind of a new updated version of their Fast Pass. It's called a Lightning Lane. And yeah. uh, for their top shelf rides, right? And I'm talking the ones that are like a two to three hour long wait. Well, you can buy a lightning lane pass per ride for only the, you know, for the most popular ones, it's 15 bucks. Wow. And I'm like, that's okay. Nothing. How often am I on vacation? Well, yeah. for me, local, it's yeah, you know, right. a little bit different, but you know, <laughs> if you're coming down and you're like, okay, I can either wait in line, you know, yeah. for three hours to go on rise of the resistance yeah. uh, and, uh, or for $15, I could go write all their stuff and, yeah. you know, come back and, and just kind of walk right on. Well, you yeah. know, and, and the other analogy we were kind of talking about earlier too, is, uh, you know, if you've ever had the opportunity, like if you've gone, you go to a conference and they offer that upgraded mm -hmm. seating and upgraded, you know, uh, you get access to the VIP lounge and stuff. I'm just going to say business leader to business leader. If, if you can budget it, yeah. do it. I will always be in the VIP seat. Always, yeah. always, <laughs> always. And Nils, why? Why do you love that? Well, the the network, the connections. The only people who are going to be there are the people who are willing to pay to be there and want to be around other people who pay and invest to be there as well. And the quality of those connections and those conversations is infinitely more valuable than what you get in the cheap seats. It, it is a completely different experience. I've uh, been to plenty of Tony Robbins events where you yeah. sit up with the Platinums. Yes. And I mean, they're 
you know, they're all seven and eight figure business leaders. And yeah. it's just the the ability to network at that level is, and this is application of what we're going to be talking about today, um, you know, in terms of like B2B success. But I just see so much value. I, I've always contended that if there's one thing that if you're the founder CEO of a company that I think is really smart activity, and I would argue is probably about the most important activity you could do is increase your rate of high level networking. Yeah. Yeah. Agree, hundred percent. I mean, that's that's where it's at. The B two B world is built on relationships, whether it's ones you have now or ones you don't have now. As long as you put yourself in a position to have a meaningful conversation that is not sales based, as I know you talk about a lot, Josh, and I agree hundred percent, then you're going to be in great shape, right? It's about helping each other. It's about finding out what someone else is going through and how you can contribute to their lives and make their business better. That's the beauty yeah. of the B two B world. For quite some time now, for the past seven years, um, you, um, you've been kind of at the helm of Glide Consulting. Yes. Uh, and, and would you mind kind of going into your 30-day leadership story by way of kind of explaining your background? Absolutely. So for up until the point um, when the pandemic hit, I had been running my consulting business in a area called customer success, which was everything that happens post-sale in a B2B SaaS business. So fast-growing um, startups, well-funded ABCD round-funded companies were ones I worked with, helped them build incredible customer success organizations so they could drive renewals and expansions of their customer base, which was a blast. When the pandemic hit though, my consulting business literally disappeared. It went to zero dollars over course of 48 hours. And this was a real big gut check. And I had to take a step back and assess how much risk I really had in this business that I had largely built based off of personal relationships and content marketing as well and bringing people into the fold. And I thankfully had a great reputation in the industry, but the sustainability wasn't really there. And it was at that point where I took a step back, took stock of all my skill set, all the problems I had helped people solve and realized that over the, you know, I've been a leadership coach now for 10 years and leadership coaching was always a piece of my engagements, but it was never the focal point. And the pandemic gave me the perfect opportunity to say, you know what, I need to pivot my focus instead of just doing one-on-one -on -one high touch consulting. I need to share these incredible tools and incredible skills that I have worked with on myself, number one, and then my clients and my teams over the last tech decade and share them with a massively larger pool of people than just the one-on-ones that I was able to do and charge, frankly, a fair amount of money for. So I completely pivoted. I wrote the best-selling book called 30 Day Leadership Playbook, which I give away free digital copies at 30dayleadership.com. That's 30dayleadership.com forward slash book. And then that began the whole next part of my journey where my goal was now to empower leaders with the tools to confidently handle any situation. And I now run a program called the B2B Leaders Academy, which take the concepts of the book and we go even deeper, pair it with on-demand training as well as live coaching every single week. Yeah. Uh, and, and tell me about, um, you know, being in the B2B world for someone who um, maybe they've not yet ventured into business ownership or um, they've only been in B2C um, or maybe someone who's only been in B2B. Uh, you know, I, I was just kind of sharing with you, like I've run a B2C company. Yep. I've run a B2B company. B2B for me, is much more enjoyable, but that's just, mm -hmm. you know, I guess that's just my personality. I love the relationship 
aspect yeah. of it. And I know you can you can grow each, uh, you know, with that, the fundamentals of relationship building, but I'd love your perspective on that, just in terms of like, maybe there are cultural differences, um, but just any observations you've seen between your typical B2C company and your typical B2B company. Yeah, and I think it, it, a lot of it does have to do with the um, long-term nature of things. So in the B2C world, it is a usually very general terms here, a very transaction-oriented kind of environment. So as a result of that, a lot of things inside the organization can feel very transactional as well. In the B2B world, especially in the software world, we're talking about annual contracts or sometimes two-year, three-year, five-year contracts, which our relationships with our customers and the products that we produce are infinitely more complex than something that usually enters the B2C market because we're solving much bigger, more widespread challenges across multiple companies, divisions, entire industries, et cetera. So I think from a you know, perspective point of view, there's that difference. But from a fundamental fundamental leadership point of view, when you're leading people in a B2B, it's no different than leading people in a B2C, right? There's people who are getting up to go to work every day still have the same questions on their mind. Do I really believe in this leader that I work for? Do I enjoy my job? Do I enjoy this company? Do I find satisfaction in the problems that we solve? Do I believe that we are a good steward of the work that we do and we show up in an ethical and responsible way in the in the in the public's eye. Um, and those questions are on everybody's mind regardless. And it's the leader's job to lead their people and to understand where they may be having challenges. And that is universal. And that is what great leadership skills enable you to do regardless of your environment. Yeah. And what are, you know, when we think about leadership development, um, are leaders, uh, you know, it's like uh, leaderships. Leaders aren't born; they're they're kind of made, right? Yes. What, where is it? Is it that someone has the innate ability to be a great leader, or is it just that there was an interest there, or they found themselves in a circumstance where they thought, you know what, I can kind of step into this role, and I. No one taught me mm-hmm. <laughs> necessarily how to do this, right? But right. I'm going to learn these skills, you know, yeah. through the school of hard knocks. I don't know. Where, where is leadership made? So excellent question. What you just described is what the vast majority of the professional world, especially in the B2B space and especially in the SaaS space, goes through every single day, right? It's we love to champion promotion and get people into positions that they've never been before to take on more responsibility than ever before. And because of companies, sometimes we don't always do the greatest job of supporting them with coaching and training and guidance. So I take the big, you know, massive area of leadership and I break it down into four pillars so that I can help empower leaders with tools in each of these areas to help them build their skill set. So pillar number one is something called leading yourself. This is all about you and your psychology, how you master your time, how you have repeatable systems to support you so that you don't become your own worst bottleneck. And that happens an awful lot. Pillar number two is called leading others. This gets into how the team is shaped and the form uh, gets into the core foundational tools that are necessary to drive your team's performance. And it gets into coaching, right? Using a coaching mindset and coaching tools is one of the single greatest um, assets that I've had in my leadership toolbox for the last 10 years since I became a certified leadership coach. And I teach those same tools in the B2B Leaders Academy. Pillar number three is called leading with communication. And this begins to break down the tools that are necessary to get your message across outside of your team, 
So oftentimes we might think that other people have the same level of context as we do. Unfortunately, the reality is that they don't. And our communication needs to be tuned to the right level of context that someone else has. So we have to use what's called a framework in order to position our message in the most effective way for our audience. And we pair that with incredible presentation skills and in some ability to market your leadership and poof, you got this magic recipe where now other people know what you do and they know the value that you and your team are bringing. The last pillar, number four, is called leading with metrics. And this is where the measurement piece comes into play. I firmly believe that we can get down to and you know any level of detail on the metrics, which usually mm-hmm. missing in most B2B cases is you know, the leader will say, hey, we got a problem with our sales number. We have a problem with our retention number. Go fix it. And that's the kind of call to arms to do it. And the reality is that that doesn't help anybody and just shows kind of a lack of understanding of what are the activities that the individuals do on a daily basis and how do they actually map to those bigger picture problems. So leading yourself, leading others, leading with communication, leading with metrics, those four pillars for me round out, you know, some of the most important areas that leaders need tools in so they can access and handle any situation. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about measuring, right? How do we, uh, what are some of those KPIs that we could look for? Like, how would we know we're doing a good job? Is it, is it just, you know, obviously that, you know, we, I think we look at revenue a lot, right? Or, you know, typically in marketing or sales, we're looking at conversion points. But what are some of those organizational type things that, that we might also look at and, and how how would we know what to, you know, it's almost like, geez, what, what do we measure? Should we take the time to measure that thing? Is that a, is that useful data? Like how do we go through that exercise of knowing what and how to measure? Yes. Um, So let me tell you about how we go about measuring progress in the B2B Leaders Academy, which is very metrics driven. Um, And it'll kind of illuminate some of the points that I think hit on exactly what you were getting at there. So number one is we have a scorecard. And the concept of scorecard is absolutely 100% not new. (laughs) It's been around Mm -hmm. forever. But the key is that the scorecard has a couple of important characteristics. Number one, we start with each pillar. So pillar number one, leading yourself. Okay, then beneath each pillar, I have three unique modules. The module number one is called Bulletproof Your Leadership Psychology. So for that module, I provide a rating scale on one to 10. And one means this, a five means this, and a 10 means this. And my members of the B2B Leaders Academy assess where they are today based on that scale. That's their starting point for their measurement. Then every month, everybody picks one module to focus on. And they start at that point, let's say they were a four on the Bulletproof Your Leadership Psychology module. And over the course of the next month, they get access to the on-demand training, which then gives them the tools to integrate into their life. I start with the premise that everybody is busy. I do not take them away from that. These are very small, bite-sized, specific tools that can be integrated in life. Now, as they integrate them into their life, they make progress and they have wins, which we celebrate every single week. And at the end of the month, we take another measurement of where they are on that scale of one to 10. So if they start at a four, they might measure themselves at a six now as a result of integrating these tools that I've provided into their life. And now we can have track the systematic um, improvement in the growth and development of their leadership skills every single month and have a very solid record of exactly how they got from where they were to where they are today. 
And so that, you know, from a metrics perspective, I take all the things that I teach in there and I actually use them in the program. And so by the time people get into that module, sometimes like, oh, this is how it, I see now I see how it all works because it's, they've been doing it all along, even if they didn't just start with the leading with metrics module in the end. Yeah. You know, for your own uh, business, I mean, obviously you had a, you know, a, a bit of a consulting background um, the, with the Academy, you went with a different model and, and I'm curious how that serves your audience, because this is a month to month membership um, as of when we're recording this and publishing this, um, it it's, uh, ranges two ninety nine to three ninety nine a month, so it's very accessible. Can yes. you, uh, would you mind maybe just kind of sharing a little bit about that dynamic? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because uh, it's a really important part. And I didn't start here. Let me tell you that. Mm. So originally, um, I put out a seven week course that I taught live at a very discounted rate to just get this process started, just get the whole thing moving. And I thought that seven weeks was a great amount of time to teach this content. And that was wonderful. What I ended up finding after a couple of months was a realization and from, from some feedback and some you know discussions with my uh, course attendees who said, this stuff is wonderful. And I can I could actually teach it in that time. However, nobody could implement the amount of material that I was teaching in that short period of time. So while the course format served me, it did not serve my clients. And so that brought up Mm. the shift that I had to make uh, getting close to a year ago now, where I said, you know what, if I was going to work with somebody one-on-one as I had previously done, and I was going to take them through all these tools across all these different, the four pillars and all these different areas, I would probably be working with them for at least a year. I said, wait a second, what if, what if I change this up? What if I had everybody focus just on one module and one area every month? And then we can make systematic long-term progress. I said, well, that'd be easy. And then I said, well, in my one-on-one coaching previously, I charged significant amounts of money that were only available, you know, usually to hire up uh, executive level um, leaders. And I said, that's just not fair. These tools belong in the hands of people on the front lines doing the work that don't have, just aren't going to have access to one-on-one leadership coaching on account of the cost and the investment and what their company's willing to do and what they're willing to do. So I said, let me see if I could take the group effect right, and take a look at this from a membership perspective and create an environment where this is a group where we have people from all over the world. We have people <clears throat> at all different levels, first-time managers, experienced managers, directors, VPs, et cetera, and all different types of companies. So we get this incredible like blending mix of people where you get to hear stories and interactions and examples from other things outside of your own organization. And it creates a really incredible piece. And I priced it the way it's priced because it should be accessible to everybody. If I can get these tools into the hands of leaders out there, I know they will become better leaders. Their teams will become better as a result. Their companies will become better as a result of that. And in that case, we all win. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I would imagine then that there's really good opportunity for connection and community yes. across what you're doing. And 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 I th- listen, I think that this is such a huge opportunity for uh where we are right now. Um, and uh, I just got done reading a really great book um, about the uh, the power of community. And now I'm blanking. It was so good. And I can't remember <laughs> the name of it. Um, I, and I'll, I'll think of it in just a little bit. I have to do a little search and It'll just come see back. what it is. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, it's, we want to 
be able to connect with people like us in a no-nonsense, non-salesy, non-noisy kind of way. Facebook groups, I think, historically have been okay for that. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's really exciting if we start thinking about, and, and again, I want to talk to all the other consultants that are out there, how could you create more community? And for us, you know, 2022, it's been a huge play. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, 2022 is all about the year of human connection. Yes. And, um, you know, not having to be the be all end all consultants for your clients. And, and so I suspect that that's kind of part of your, your yeah. methodology or too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was consulting, everything was one-on-one high touch. And that was a great model because it resulted in, you know, fairly large contracts and fun. I had a lot of fun being a part of all these different companies, organizations. That was great, but there was no virtually no leverage for me. Right. And it was just how much time did I have to trade and how much money could I trade that time for? That was really the only equation. So in building the leadership business, the one commitment I made to myself was that everything had to be about leverage, not only for me, but also for my audience, because leverage for me means that I can run this program and have hundreds of people in it in a very efficient and effective way where my involvement is relatively short on a time perspective uh, every single week, even though I've done all the work over 10 years to build this and figure out how to put it together. Now, the leverage for my audience and my members is that they get to get access to this at an incredibly reduced rate from going and working one-on-one with a leadership coach. And they also get to connect with other people around the world in similar positions in different companies, just like them. And it's fascinating how many times you hear every single week, like, that is the same thing I've been struggling with. I've yeah. totally been struggling with that lately. And yeah. they have their industries, completely different industries or different level, levels of organization. And it's all about the community and being with people who are facing similar challenges. Challenge is a much greater equalizer than title or, or level or experience. Are there challenges that, that you have been hearing that are relative, like it's become more of a thing? Uh, say over the past year or so, um, you know, obviously huge market forces. I mean, things that we would have never have thought to put in our threat box on a SWOT analysis have come to fruition, right? Uh, And so I I wonder what you as kind of a a consultant, you know, a leader of leaders, uh, what sorts of things are you hearing more commonly? Yeah. So, I mean, during the pandemic, everything obviously changed. The world changed. Um, how leadership was done changed as well. I will say that the foundational principles, the things that I focus on, do not change. However, their application to the environment changes. And let me share an example of what I mean by that. In the in-office world, is very easy. I call it the, it's the, you know, kind of the scapegoat. It's the easiest place to lead. Reason being is you can always have a side conversation with somebody. You can always have a hallway chat. You can always have an in passing, oh, we need to catch up for a couple minutes on this and make a decision and move on. The only problem is nobody else knows about that decision unless you tell them. (laughs) And oftentimes we can forget because it's in such a casual environment or you might come back and tell your team who's all in one area and that's as much discipline as you need. Oh, I told everybody that's it. Well, in a remote environment, what changed was all of that convenience. It completely went away. Now, we still have to have conversations with people. We still have to make decisions. We still have to communicate decisions. However, the way we do that 
just has fundamentally changed because we don't have this convenience factor that was so great for so long. And a lot of people really struggled with this. I coached through them through this for many, many months, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, because it was really hard to do their same job in a remote environment, actually at the beginning took like one and a half times the effort. But as they built systems and as they built routines and as they figured out how to do it more efficiently, it actually saved them a tremendous amount of time and made their teams better. That's the best part, right? If you look at the models of some great remote team leadership, um, the companies who have always been remote first are just absolutely exceptional at this because they designed the communication structure. They designed the engagement with the teams without ever entertaining the easy way out of being in person like that. So um, I think that, you know, again, the foundational elements of leadership remain 100% the same. All the principles I teach, they'll be just as present prevalent now as they are in 10 years, as they were 10 years ago. But the application of them is going to continuously evolve as our world evolves. Yeah. All right. So Niels, uh, Niels, on your website, where where do we get the free book? And, and what? It, tell me more about the book. Yeah. So the book is called 30 Day Leadership Playbook. And you can get it at the URL 30dayleadership.com, 30dayleadership.com forward slash book. And all you need to do is enter your name, email. I will send you a free digital copy right away. And you can have a copy in your inbox. I will, in the book, cover the four pillars of leadership we talked briefly about. Leading yourself, leading others, leading with communication, leading with metrics. The name behind the book, The 30-Day Leadership. This has nothing to do with mastering leadership in 30 days. I want to be really <laughs> clear about that. But as you have heard in how I talk about the B2B Leaders Academy, that every month we systematically make progress towards your leadership development goals. That's the reason for the name 30 Day Leadership is that every single month you can make progress in specific areas. In the book, I actually title each chapter is a day. So days one through 30 are available. Each one covers a different topic within the four pillars. And there's some incredible tools you can put into action right away to improve your leadership skills. Yeah, I love it. Niels Vignier, Niels Vignier, did I say that correctly? Vignier. Vinya, Nils Vinya. Again, your website, 30dayleadership.com. It's 30dayleadership.com. In your podcast app right now, if you go ahead and click on it, wake it up, and then click on where it says, I, the information, show notes, description, find that link in your podcast player, click on that. We'll have a direct link to Nils to your website and a direct link to where you can get the book as well. And again, I do want to say thank you again so much, Nils, for, um, again, you know, being able to do a little bit more of a long form show. Thank you so much for, for, uh, for being a, 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 a sponsor. And, uh, again, for, uh, anyone else that would be interested in that, well, you can, go to upmyinfluence.com forward slash guest and you'll see where we've got some information on that. Nils, this has been so fantastic. Thank you so much for this. I really appreciate this. I love the concept of the uh, of the leadership, um, uh, you know, kind of coaching community that you've built. And I love the pricing. I love that it's accessible. Um, I think it's so badly needed for leaders uh, who feel alone. Because uh, that that saying that's lonely at the top, it's very, very real. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. We're all friends (laughs) here. Uh (laughs) I agree. A hundred (laughs) percent. 
<laughs> so again, Nils Vinya, thank you so much for joining. This has been fantastic. Josh, thank you for the opportunity. Honored to have been number one on your sponsorship. And uh, thanks for making that opportunity available because I love having a great conversation with you today. Thanks, Nils. Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to UpMyInfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show.